Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. Tonight we are learning Maseches Psachim Da Pehe. And uh, we're starting at the very last of the middle width lines on Pei Dalad of Bay, about 10 lines or so from the bottom. Yesterday, we had a Chakira in the Tanaim about where the Isser of Shviras Etzem, of Etzem Lo Sishbruvo applies. And we saw eight different Nafkaminas between the Tanakama and Rebbe. And now we're going to see a brisa that supports four of those shitas, and then we're going to move into a new sugya for tonight. So says the Gemara, again, 10 lines or so from the bottom of the page on Pedalad and Bez, let's get started. Tanya, we have a brisa, ka'ar ba'aminahu, like four of the distinctions that we saw between Rebbe and the Tanakama. The Tanya, the brisa writes, Rebbe Omer, we saw this yesterday, that Rebbe's shita about etzem lo is based on the juxtaposition of the word achila, and etzem lo sishbruvo. So he says, whenever there's an, whenever it's possible for something to be neechal, that's when we have the iser of etzem lo sishbruvo. Fine. So this is a little different than the language we saw in the brisa yesterday. If you're if you're clearly contrasting, if you were to look at this line of Rebbe Omer and compare it to the brisa at the bottom of the previous page, it is. Uh, quite a difficult line to understand in Lambdas and Chakir. We'd have to spend time in it, which we don't have time for, but it is somewhat complicated. Either way, the Gemara now in this Brisa will indicate that four of the distinctions that we made are rooted in a Brisa. Here we go. First of the long lines. Let's say that there was a momentary uh, a momentary moment when it was actually kosher, but now that it's time to eat it, so it's not edible anymore. Then the Gemara says, no, number one, that's one of the shitas that we saw. We're rejecting one of the ika uh, who's that we saw, which is that if there's a shasa kosher, so the Tanakama was of the opinion yesterday, the Tanakama was of the opinion that that would um, that would still have the Isra of Etzim Losish Bruvo, Rebbe held not that way. Here is number two, the second uh, two of uh, of the eight that we are going to quote, Yeshbo Shir Achila, that if there is enough food, then Yeshbo Mishum Shviras Etzim. This is a classic, uh, perfect match for Rebbe, Rebbe Yudanasi, because Rebbe held that Achila and Shviras Etzim are always going to be in the same camp. So if there's enough food, if there's a Shir of Achila, then Yeshbo Mishum Shviras Etzim, Einbo Shir Achila, then Einbo Mishum Shviras Etzim. Now we've quoted two of the Chakiras that we saw yesterday. Here's the third. If you have a piece of the Korban Pesach that is only fit for the Mizbeach, namely the tail. Remember we learned yesterday about the, the Aliyah, the tail of the animal, which is not Nechal. The tail of the animal gets put straight on the Mizbeach. So that is Ein Bomishum Shviras Etzem, because again, in line with Rebbe Shita, that if the food is not edible at the time that, uh, that we're discussing, then there's no Shviras Etzem. And Bishas Achila, remember the opinion we spoke about on Shabbos as well, the opinion that maybe on Yud Dalad, Abaye recommended this, that it's possible that it's mutter to break the bone before Yantiv starts, says the Gemara, no, again, in the Brisa here, three lines into the Y lines, Bishas Achila. That's when we say, Yesh bo mishum shviras etzem, shelo bishas achila, ein bo mishum shviras etzem. This is the fourth example. When the food is actually edible at that moment, that's when we say the shviras etzem. But if the food is not edible at this particular moment, then there is no uh, iser of shviras etzem. So again, uh, to review, yesterday we discussed the case uh, in the Tanoim about where Shviras Etzim applies. Does it depend on its Psul status or does it depend on its Achila status? Yesterday we saw eight Nafkaminas between the Tanakama and Rebbe, and we just saw a, a proof of four of them in the Brisa. We're now going to start a connected but new sugya, about eight lines or so, seven lines or so from the bottom of the page. On Pei Daladam and Beis says the Gemara Itmar, always indicating a discussion in the Amorim. Itmar never means Tanoim. Here we go. Ever, if there is a limb, She'ein alav kezayis basar b'makom zeh, 
In the place that we're discussing, there isn't a kezayis abasar. There's half a kezayis, chatzizayis. The yeshul of kezayis abasar b'makom acher. But in another part of the bone, there is enough meat that is a kezayis. So do we say that the isser of shiras etzim applies by that smaller shear of food? Yes or no? That's a machlok at samurai. Rav Yochanan Amar, yesh b'mishum shiras etzim. Yes, that even though right here by the place where I'm considering breaking the bone, there's only a, a pachos mikezayis. But because a few inches away to the right, I see that there's a huge chunk of meat, which is a kezayis or more. So therefore, yesh bo mishum shviras etzim. Reb Shimon ben Lakish says, no, ain bo mishum shviras etzim. We are not mitzare if the two pieces that are on the bone, if right where, if the makom of the shvira that you want to break the bone, there's less than a kezayis, he says there is no iser de oraisa of shviras etzim. But Rav Yochanan does not like this opinion of Rav Shimon ben Lakish at all. Eisive. Asking from the Tanaim, Rav Yochanan, Rav Shimon ben Lakish, Rav Yochanan is asking a question from the Tanaim against the sheet of Rav Shimon ben Lakish. What did Rav Shimon ben Lakish just say? That if at the makom of Shvira, there's less than a kezayis, that there's no iser de oraisa of Shvira sa'etzem. So says the Gemara, what does the Braisa say? Four lines from the bottom, ve'etzem lo sish Pasuk and Shmos, we've seen this 10 times already. We're going to contrast it with the Pasuk and Dvarim in a little bit. But here the Pasuk says that if you break, that there's Nisr Daraisa. And what's the drasha? Echad etzem sheyesh alav kezayis basar. Ve'echad etzem she'en alav kezayis basar. This is an explicit brisa. What was the whole machlokas was whether or not there is a, uh, a kezayis basar by the makam shvira, by the place that you wanted to break that bone. Would we say that there's an iser shvira sa'etzem there? Yes or no? If there's less than a kezayis, this brisa seems pretty clear. So then, an, an analysis of this brisa, the Gemara says as follows: My ain alav kezayis basar. What does this brisa mean when it says that you will equally be chayiv in shvira sa'etzem when there's less than a kezayis? Ilema de ain alav kezayis basar klal. If you want to say that there's not enough, there's no meat at all. It's just a dry bone. So there, amai yesh b'mushim shvira sa'etzem. There has to be some meat on the bone. That's not what Rav Yochanan and Rav Shimon ben Lakish were arguing about. They were arguing about a place on the bone, let's say one, at the one inch marker of the bone, that's where he wants to break it. And there is a small amount of meat there. That's not this, it can't be this, it can't be that there's no meat at all. And Lalav says the Gemara Rav Yochanan making his push and his question to understand the sheet of Rav Shimon ben Lakish, Lalav hachi kamar, says Rav Yochanan, this must be pshat in the b'raisa. Pshat in the b'raisa must be, echad etzem Whether or not, let's see, that there is a, a kezayis in one spot, or the b'risa must mean that there's at least a small amount of basar over here with a little bit more over there. So what do we see from this b'risa? The exact opposite of the sheets of Rosh Hashem Lakish. Our case that was presented as a machlokas in the Amorayim was a case where the one inch marker where you want to break the bone is a small amount of meat. And a couple inches later, there's a huge, a huge kezayis of meat, a two kezayis of meat, a kebeza, a lot of meat. So that Rav Yochanan says there is Shvira Sa'etzem, but Rav, Rav Shimon ben Lakish says there isn't. Rav Yochanan's like, what are you talking about? The Brisa we just saw explicitly stated, not like you, it's explicitly stated that there is an Isra Daraisa if the Makam of the Shvira is at, at uh, inch one of the bone. If there's only a small amount of meat there, but a full Kazais later, Rav Shimon ben Lakish, she can't be right. The Brisa is against you. So we skip the words in the parentheses, though it would have fit perfectly, uh, but uh, the. Apparently, it wasn't in the Tfusi Shonim. That would, that's why these are taken out sometimes, is because they're not in the old Kisveyan. How does Rav Shemim and Lakish get out of uh, this uh, strange scenario that he's in, where he felt something was so clear yet there was a Brysa that he probably knew, right? It's Rav Shemim and Lakish. It's not like uh, these aren't lightweights. He knew about these Brysas. So, he answers the Gemara Amar Le as we turn to the top of Peheim and Olive. How does Rav Shemim and Lakish get out of this? He says, Rav Yochanan, you totally misunderstood the Brysa. Lo, your understanding is incorrect. This is Pshat in the Brysa. 
Echad etzem sheyesh alav kezayis basar mi bachutz. Now we're learning about flesh that's on the outside of the bone versus flesh that's on the inside of the bone. What's the flesh that's on the inside of the bone? The marrow. Very tasty. That's why we put chicken bones in soup. It tastes very good. We, there's what to extract from it. So here's how Rav Shimon ben Lakish understands the brisa that Rav Yochanan brought as a question against him. Echad etzem basar Whether or not the bone has meat on the outside. Or, v'echad etzem she'ein alav kezayis basar mi bachutz. Maybe there's a bone that has no meat on the outside, but v'yesh alav kezayis basar mi b'fni b'makam shvira. So what does Rabbi Yochanan say? What does Rav Shimon ben Lakish say here? We're factoring in the marrow. And the marrow is what this Bryce is teaching me about. Rav Shimon ben Lakish, he gave a beautiful pshat. And Rabbi Yochanan must be wrong because this Bryce clearly must be speaking about what Rav Shimon ben Lakish says, which is that we're talking about the marrow. Now, it's not clear from the Brisa that way. However, the Hatanya, the Gemara, sometimes when you see the words of Hatanya, usually it's a question. Periodically, it's a, it's not a question, but it's a proof. And this one is a proof. If you look at Rashi here on the fourth line, Rashi says, V'hatanya b'nichusa. This is a gentle v'hatanya. Namely, this is meant to prove Rav Shimon ben Lakish's point. Rav Shimon ben Lakish just wanted to say that we factor in the volume of marrow when deciding whether or not we are able to apply the Isra of Etzim Losishbaruvo. So says the Gemara Vatanya, what's the proof to Rabshim Ben Lakish? The Etzim Losishbaruvo, the Pasuk writes that, uh, again, the Pasuk in Bamidbar, it's going it, to, the Pasuk in Shmos, this is going to be important because we're going to discuss a similar Pasuk in Bamidbar that says, Vetzim Lo Yishbaruvo, which was a din by Pesach Sheni. Let's get into the Psukim. And this Brisa will help us to understand Rabshim Ben Lakish Vatanya. We know that Rav Shimon Lakish is right because what is the Brisa right? If there is a bone that has marrow, whether or not there's marrow, there still is going to be the Isra of Etzim Losish Baruvo. What then? If you're saying that no matter what's going on with the bone, that the marrow is it, then what does it mean the flesh? I, you already told me that the Moach counts. So says the Gemara, no, that part of the, of the Torah, that Pasuk means that's talking about the flesh on the outside of the bone, not the marrow, the actual flesh that we see when we, when we pick up an animal. Oh, maybe, maybe we should understand differently. Oh, Eino, Maybe the Pasuk of is talking about the marrow as well. And maybe we're here to learn something else about the Isra breaking a bone. Maybe we should say that when there's no marrow at all, that's one din. Maybe if there is marrow, we dafka should break it. Don't worry about it. You're scared about telling you to break the bone. No, it's it's an ase do Maybe suggested Brisa, Havamina, that if there's marrow, that there's a din specifically to break the bone. Why? We have a mitzvah say shall teach from the Korban Pesach. If the marrow is the way you're yodse, the mitzvah do raisa. Oh, the achil of the korban pesach. Then why can't I break a bone? It's asay docha losasay. The asay of eating the marrow should trump the losasay of the shvira. Now this has a flaw in it, this havamina, because usually when we say the, the phrase of asay docha losasay, the positive commandment and the negative commandment happen at the same exact second. Now that's not true here, because here when you break the bone, you have a separate step of needing to eat the marrow. The best example, we discussed this yesterday, is bris mila, when you're with mila b'tzaras. If the foreskin, if the orla has taras, it's all one chituch. That one cut does this, does two things. It's a mitzvah de of mila, and it's overriding the losase, removing saras. 
So this is a very strange Havamina in the Gemara because it's not really I say dochelos I say because the two moments don't coincide. The shvira comes first and the achila comes later. The shvira, which is the losa, say, comes first and the mitzvah, say, of eating the marrow only comes later. So the Havamina of the Gemara is very difficult. Either way, the Bryce in, in itself rejects this. Later in Sefer Bamidbar, when the Torah repeats the Pasuk, Etzem lo yishperu, we already have the din, Etzem lo sishperu here in, in Shemos. Why does the Pasuk say, Etzem lo yishperu go by Pesach Shin Shein Talmud Lomar? I didn't need it. Shari Karnemar, we already have a din that says, Kichol chukas Pesach yasuoso, that however we were going to bring the Pesach Sheni, it would always reflect and mirror all of the laws that applied by Pesach Rishon. So what's the point of having the Pasuk twice? must therefore be either way, whether or not there's marrow, we have a dindel raisa of supporting the shita of Rav Shimon ben Lakish. That was the first question and answer against Rav Shimon ben Lakish. His answer remains untouched. Here's another question against Rav Shimon ben Lakish, approximately a quarter of the way down, 15 lines or so, down on Peham at Al-Mesve. Another question from a Brisa. The Brisa here writes this, uh, it's actually a Mishnah. This is actually a Mishnah on the Amud Beis. We'll see this in a couple of minutes, or maybe more than a couple of minutes. We'll see this tonight. It says the Mishnah on the Amud Beis, but we're going to see it here, 12, 15 lines down. Let's say the Korban Pesach, someone was moving around the animal, and want, the, the front right leg of the animal goes outside of the boundaries of where the Korban Pesach is supposed to be brought. What do we do with that? So what do we do? The Mishnah quoted here in the Gemara says, What you do is, let's say you knew that uh, the first six inches of the, the front right leg was put outside of the boundary. So you take a knife and you cut down to the bone. So you cut through the flesh to the bone. And then you cut until you get to the more, to the, to the joint that's further out, that's away from the boundary line. And then you cut by the joint. Okay, so let's say you have a, um, a 12 inch leg. So the first six inches went out. You cut down on the flesh six inches and then you cut away and down to the joint. And that's what you're supposed to do. So asks the Gemara, Akash, I don't understand. One third of the way down. The Amris, Eber She'en Olav Kizayis Basar B'Makom Zeh, B'Yesh B'Makom Acher, E'en Bo Mishum Shvi Rasa Etzem. If you hold, like Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish says, that if there isn't enough meat right here, then there's no Isser Shvi Rasa Etzem, then why do we have to go back to the joint? Once you cut away the meat and get down to the bone, then there's no meat on the bone. Then uh, what you should do, why do I then have to peel back to the joint that's further away? Niklof bay, just peel back a little bit, a bit of skin. Niklof bay porta, peel back a little bit of the flesh away from the bone, and then break it right there. If Rav Shimon ben Lakish is right, that there is no iser de oraisa of shvira sa'etzem, when there's no flesh right above that, that makom ha then just break it. What is this Mishnah talking about? So says the Gemara, no, not a good question. Rav Shimon ben Lakish is saved again. Now these two Amorayim lived after him, but nevertheless, their answers hold true. What do they hold? Amar, uh, Abayi, Amar Mishampaka, we're afraid that the bone may crack at a place where there is um, meat on top of it. That would be an Isser Darais. We're concerned about that. Ravina Amar Bakulis, Ravina says, we're talking about one of the large leg bones that has marrow throughout. And even if there's no flesh on top, there is flesh on the inside in the form of marrow. And therefore, um, we, uh, we no longer have a question under Shimon ben Lakish. Asks the Gemara, seemingly out of left field, but it's really not. It'll, it'll come back to our case of the animal that's Yotze. We have a Mishnah elsewhere. The Mishnah writes, we saw this earlier in the Masechta, and we'll see it again later in the Masechta. It's not a little bit more than a third of the way down. It's not Hassan. We have a Mishnah that writes as follows. Hapigul vehanosar mitaminus es hayodayim. 
we have an Isser de Rabbanon, a rabbinic injunction that if there is Pigul or Nosar, it makes the hands of the Kohen Tamimi de Rabbanon. Why? Why does this have to happen? So let's see what's going on here. Ravuna Huna We have two shitas in the Amorayim. They agree on one part and disagree on another part of this shita. One of them says that, the, that we have a concern about the Kohen themselves, that they may have had ill intentions. We'll see what this means momentarily. One says that they're lazy. Now, Mar Masne Apigul, one person is talking about Pigul and one person is talking about Nosar. Mar Masne Anosar. This sounds a little confusing, but this next line will weave together the previous two lines. Man de Masne Apigul, one of these Amorim was focusing on Pigul. What was his concern about Pigul? His concern was Mishum Chashade Kehuna. He was afraid, and Rashi brings this out in full color, that Mibneha Eva, let's say I'm a Kohen and I really don't like you, and I'm the one who happens to be the appointee to bring your Korban. So if I have a machshavas pigul, you're not yotze. So chashad by pigul, because it's only based on the machshava of the person who's doing the shechita. So then, therefore, pigul is possible. If I'm angry at you, then I could mess things up for you. That's what Rashi writes in Dibur Hamaschel Chad Armi Mishum Chashad Take a look at Rashi. Rashi reads as follows: Two inches above where we are, three inches above where we are. Chad Armi Mishum Chashad Ekehuna Shechashudin Lefagel Korban Mishum Eva. So because if I don't like you, I'm going to mess up your korban. We make it difficult for the Kohen to get out of this because if he in fact is mefagel, if he actually ruins this person's korban, his hands are tummy, and then he has to go be metahari yadayim. That's annoying. Back in the Gemara, Uman Damasne, the other Amora, looking back at this mission about Pigul and Nosar, where the hands of the coin become tame, he was talking about Anosar, Mishum Atzlekehuna. By Nosar, what happens in order to make Nosar? You don't eat your food. Everyone should be eating the Korban Pesach. Don't create Nosar. Lo so siri boker. Make sure that you eat your food. So that's what we're concerned about. We're concerned about that. That's what they agree to. Each of them agrees to that. However, they disagree to the shear to which this Isser is triggered. The Isser the Rabbanon is triggered. Mar Umar one says that the shear to trigger this Isser de Rabbanon of your hands becoming tummy is a kezayis, and the other holds, we don't know who's who, we don't know which one holds what. Umar Masne Kibetza. Mande Masne Kezayis Kiisuro. The one who says that the shear for which the Isser de Rabbanon will apply is a kezayis, that's because he's measuring it Kiisuro, the amount it takes to violate the Isser. Uman de Masne Kibetza. And the shita that holds that the Isser de Rabbanon only takes place when, of your hands becoming tummy, it only takes place when it's a kibetza, that's because of a side din that we've learned before, ketum aso, that a food can only transfer tuma when it's a kibetza. So they have a machlokas about how large of a piece of food are we talking about to even have the Isser de Rabbanon, machlokas, kezayis, and kibetza. Good. That's the, the framing for our question. Based on that Mishnah, and based on the machlokas of Hun and Rav Chizda therein about the shiurim, do we say, if an animal, a korban Pesach, was brought outside of its appropriate boundaries, do we say, that rabbinic injunction that we just learned about by Pigul and Nosar, do we also have that by a case of Yotze, where a korban Pesach, where one of the limbs was brought outside of its appropriate boundaries in the Beis HaMikdash? Do we say, Nosar de Gazru Tuma, the reason why we had a Gzeira de Rabbanon on Tuma is the Asi Li'i because we were afraid that the coin was going to be lazy. Aval Yotze, but in regards to an animal leaving its boundaries there, that's not a passive act. There, Afuke Biyadayim, Lomavkele, no one's going to intentionally, it's only an accident, no one's going to do that on purpose. That's not possible. Maybe we should say, therefore, Biyadayim, Lo Gazrube, therefore, there's no Lo Gazrube Rabbanon Tuma. 
Maybe the Isser de Rabbanon of Tumah Biyadayim doesn't apply to the case of Yotzei. Odil Maloshna, or maybe we should assume that there's no difference and really that Pigul and Nosar and Yotzei, when an animal is brought out of bounds, maybe in all of those cases we have an Isser de Rabbanon. So says the Gemara, two different answers. Toshma, let's see if we can figure out the answer to our question. We spoke about this already. If there is a limb of an animal that exits, that protrudes outside of its appropriate boundary. So then what's the halacha? We saw quoted in the Mishnah above. We'll see the full Mishnah later. So the halacha is you cut flesh down to the bone and then and then you peel back flesh till you get to the joint and remove the whole joint. Now asks the Gemara. If you want to say that yes, just like by Nosar and Pigul, there's an Isser Derabanan of Tumah Biyadayim, so too by Yotze. If that's true that there's a Xer Derabanan, then how does this work? What good does cutting it do? Your hands become Tameh the second it's Yotze. If it's a Yotze and you're the coin, your hands become Tameh, cutting it, you're touching it. It can't be that there's Nisr Derabanan, says the Gemara. This is in question form at the moment. It can't be that there's Nisr Derabanan of, of Tuma by a case of Yotze, where the animal leaves its boundaries to be similar to Pigul and Nosar. It can't be, because if that's true, then what is the recommendation of the Mishnah on the Yamud Beis to, to cut the animal by the joint? You just made a tummy because your hands have a Nisr Derabanan status of Tuma. It doesn't help at all. So it must therefore be that there is no Tuma. Uh, by Yotze, there's no Tumah de Rabbanon. Says the Gemara, Lav Davka, Tumas Sisarimhi, the Tumas Sisarim Lomatami, an important principle in the world of Tumah Vitara, is that because the cutting is at the level of the joint, and because the joint is an internal part of the body, a typically a non-visible part of the body, it may still be that there's an Isser de Rabbanon, that the Kohen's hands are Tame, but it won't make a difference here. Because when the cutting is done on the internal part of the body, by the joint, because the cutting is being done there, so that is not metame. So says the Gemara, that's a fine recommendation according to some. However, that one limb, while anatomically it's connected, you know, the, the socket and the joint, however, the bones are connected, the sinews, while technically they're connected, but really, they're really not connected, namely, there is no starim, there is no tumas starim because the joint is considered to be revealed. Because the place at which one limb connects to another is no longer considered hidden. So if he holds that way, it's as if these limbs are separated. Mifrasay from the word mifrash, from the tough and shin. Again, it's interchangeable in Aramaic and Hebrew. Michael Amemar. How would Ravina then understand this? So says the Gemara. If that's true, we don't have the leniency of the Besa Starim to say that there's no Tuma transfer. Now you're just cutting, and there is Tuma transfer because there's no there's no Tuma Sastarim here. So according to Ravina, this whole approach is very problematic. So says the Gemara, let's see, Ella, it must be that Laman Demasni Kezayis to Lesbe Kezayis, it must be that this mission on the Yamud Beis is dealing with a shear that's less than a Kezayis, where it doesn't yet trigger the Isser Derabanon of Tumah, Laman Demasni Kebeza to Lesbe Kebeza. And maybe the Shita that holds that the shear of Isser Derabanon of a Kebeza, yeah, it's Taka true, but what are we dealing with in our Mishnah where it's less than a Kebeza? Could be, that's a, it kind of skirts out of the issue, not a great answer, but but it seems to be that the problem is uh, yet unresolved because we don't have a proof either way. So let's try again. 15 lines or so, 12 lines from the bottom. Tashma. Hamotzi basar pesach me chabura le chabura. So let's say that I'm in chabura, I'm eating in room number one. Me and my family and one of your families. And then in the next room are families three and four. So if I go from my chabura to your chabura with meat in hand, says the Gemara, hamotzi basar pesach me chabura le chabura, af al pi shehu 
even though you violate an Iser del Raisa, we'll learn the Mara Makomos was this at the top of Pehemut Beis, even though that's true, Tahor. The halacha is that the meat is still going to be Tahor. Says the Gemara, my love, Tahor, the Aser. Isn't it true that it may well be Tahor, but it's still Aser to eat? Um, because maybe when you take out food from one Chabura room to the next, from my room number one to your room number two, maybe it's similar to maybe it's similar to taking an animal outside of its appropriate boundaries. And if so, we still see that the quote here from the from the Brisa is that it's Tahor Alma. It must therefore be that maybe therefore we see from Chabura to Chabura, that it's Mutter, and that's similar to the case of Yotze. That's a questionable assumption, which the Gemara is going to reject momentarily. Maybe we see from here that there is no Iser Derabanan of Tuma dying by a case of Yotze. Maybe that's what we can learn from the Mishnah of Chabura, where one takes their meat from one Chabura to another. Says the Gemara, lo, that's not at all what it means. When the Pasuk says that it's Tahor, when the Brisa says that it's Tahor, that the meat going from Chabura to Chabura is, is Tahor, it's Tahor and Mutter. And this is why. That when one takes meat from room number one, where there's families A and B, and they take the bus to room number two, Chabura number two for families three and four, I take the chabura, my food from my Chabura to another place. It is not similar to a case of Yotze. You're, you're comparing apples to oranges. It doesn't work. You cannot compare a case of leaving your chabur and going to another to the example of leaving chutzim chitza. So they're not the same. Vakatani seifa. Aye, but wait a minute. The brisa ended with ha'ochlo ha'rezebelosase. So says the Gemara. How do we answer this question? We still see that there's nisr del raisa. Bishlam alamanda amar kibetza deispe kizayis velespe kibetza. I could solve this problem for you according to the shita that holds that the Isser der Abanan is only triggered with a, with a kibetza because maybe he only carried a kazayitz. And maybe the Isser der Abanan of the Tuma Biadayim by Yotze, the one similar to Pigol and Nosar, it does apply, but only when it's a kibetza. But here he's only carrying a kazayitz. But according to the one who holds that the shear is a kazayitz, it can't be that you're carrying less than that because you violate the Isser der Raisa of going from Chabura to Chabura. So it says, according to the one who says that the Isser der Abanan of Tuma applies when the shear is a kibetza, that's the Isbe Kizayis, but less be kibetza. They give a small enough shear that you violate the Isser of Losa, say, of Chabura to Chabura, but you don't have enough for the Isser der Abanan of, uh, of the Tuma of the Tuma der Abanan. But, according to the Shita that says that you're going to be in violation of the Isser der Abanan, that you're going to have a Tuma de Rabbanan when you carry a Kezayis, there's no way he was carrying less than a Kezayis here because he violated the Israel moving from Chabura to Chabura. What then must be the case? How would he understand that? And this question is in fact so strong that it upslugs the whole last 20 lines. And here's how we conclude. Ella, you're right. Tuma. Everyone agrees that yes, it's true. We have Tuma de Rabbanan by Nosar. We have Tuma de Rabbanan by Pigal. You want to know, do we also have a Tuma de Rabbanan by a case of Yotze? The answer is absolutely not. There is no Tuma de Rabbanan for a Korban Pesach whose arm extends beyond the line that it should extend. My Taima, what's the reason why we're not concerned about this? Answers the Gemara. B'nei Chabura's reason, Heinu Mizhar Zahirei Bey. Everyone is always very careful about this. So we don't need Xera Dirabanan by a case of Yotze because it's so uncommon. Very good. So then 
what, what then was the question? Someone did ask a question here. That's what the Gemara is framing on the top. They asked a question in Yeshiva. If they asked a question in Yeshiva and it wasn't about this, what was their question? It couldn't have been about the Korban Pesach because we said the Bnei Chabur means Har <coughs> Answers the Gemara. What was their question? They were asking in general about Kachim. Do we say in general about Kachim that there's an Iser Derabanan of Tuma Yotze? Would we say that if a regular kachim animal was brought out of its appropriate boundaries, would we say then that there's tuma derabanan? By the Korban Pesach, we don't even have a question because the Bnei Chabur means Har Zahire. People are super careful about the Korban Pesach. But by regular kachim, what would we say? My answer is the Gemara, teku. We have no idea what the answer is. Mir Tashem will find out soon. We don't know. Sikum Hadvarim is as follows. Here's what we know. There's a tuma derabanan by Pigol. There's a tuma derabanan by Nosar. There's no Tuma de Rabbanon Biyadayim by a case of Yotze. And in regards to Kachim in general, we just don't know. Take it. Good. Let's dig into a sugya that we just focused on, but from a different lens. Umotzi Basar Pesach, we said, um, quoted earlier, that if one takes out Basar Pesach, turning to the top of Beheim and Beis, if we take it Mechabur Lechabur Aminayim, how do we know that there is in fact an Iser de Rabbanon to take food from my Chabura to your Chabura. How do we know that to take Korban Pesach from my Chabura to your Korban Pesach, I want to come over and uh, have a L'chaim with you. It's Pesach night. Everything is beautiful. I want to come over and have a L'chaim, not during Korban Pesach. Sit, eat. Nobody leave. Everybody sit and eat. How do we know that there's an Iser de Raisa to go from Chabura to Chabura? Says the Gemara, top line, Pehem and The Tanya, the Brisa writes, the Pasuk writes, you should not be motzi, take out min habayis from your house of basar chutza outwards. So we're going to be medayik here. Amy ela mi bayis I know that there's an iser doraisa to go from one house to another. Mechabura lechabura minayin. How do I know that there's an iser doraisa to take meat from my chabura to your chabura, even within one house? Answers the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, chutza. That's an extra word. We didn't need that word. You're not allowed to leave the room that you're eating with basar in hand of the Korban Pesach. You're not allowed. And then Rami Bar Chama, an Amora, throws in a fascinating wrench. If, you, if I walk from my Chabura room into your Chabura room, the halacha is that I have not violated the low sase of moving meat from one chabura to another until I put it down. What does that resonate? That's that that's reminiscent of, of Hilchos Shabbos. Hotzaksibekishabis. What does the Pasuk say? Lo sotzi. So says the Gemara. That word lo sotzi is hotzaksibekishabis. It's the same dinim. Ma Shabbos, six lines down, Pahem base. Crazy. Ma Shabbos, Adda just like by Shabbos. The only time you violate carrying on Shabbos is when you have an Akira in one Rishus and a Hanacha in another. Av Hachanami, Adda The same is true here. If I go from my Chabura to your Chabura with Korban Pesach, I have not violated the Isser de Oraisa of moving the Chabura the Chabura until I put the meat down. If I sit down at your table and put my plate down, that triggers the Isser de Oraisa. Dome, similar to the halachos of Shabbos, a wild idea. Nevertheless, it's Ladina. That's how we paskin, that a chabura me chabura, if I go from my house to yours, am I allowed to walk around with my plate? Social eating, I'm social eating, I'm just walking around with my plate. I want to come say hello to you. Really, you should stay where you are. If you do put your plate down, it's in Isra Doraisa, you're not allowed to do that. Unbelievable uh, overlap of halachos. Where does Hilchos Shabbos come in to, 
the eating a korban pesach from one chabur to another because of the word losotzi, the whole Torah is a, a web of information. Let's continue. Eight, nine lines down. Behemet Be'ez Masi, Rabbi Abba Bar Mamel. Hayu sovlin osan b'motos. Let's say the people were carrying an animal. Sovlin osan b'motos means they were carrying the animal on four poles. Heavy animal, they're carrying it. Harishonim, the people who were on the front, who are walking out. Once they go out of the walls of the Azar, at that one moment where the front two guys holding the front two poles are outside of the walls of the Azara, and the back two are not, the halachas are Rishonim Metam and Begadim, Vachronim in Metam and Begadim. So one says that the Begadim are Tame of the, the front two pole uh, people, and the, the people holding in the back, they're not Tame Begadim. Why? They didn't put anything down. Why would you say that that's a problem? Answers the Gemara. The question was raised by him and answered by him. Rav Abba Bar Mamel answers. We're talking about dragging an animal. So you're standing on the other side of the line. You drag the animal past the line. Not all of it yet, but the part that you dragged, you're not allowed to do that. That's why. But they weren't being, the animal wasn't being held up by the poles. It was being dragged. That brings us to a new Mishnah, one third of the way down. We're going to go all the way until three lines to the end of the page. Let's continue with a new Mishnah. We've already seen this, I think, three times tonight. So part of the Korban Pesach extends beyond the boundary line that it should be carried. What should you do? What's the solution? You got to remove that part of the body. Take a knife, cut down to the bone, and then and then scale back the flesh all the way back to the joint and cut over there. With other Korbanos, where there is no Iser of cutting bone, what should you do? Nothing. Just take a meat cleaver and hack the animal right where you need to. Coats it's bakofits. Cut it with a kofitz, which we've seen this word before. A kofitz is a meat cleaver. The only time we have an answer of cutting of cutting something, uh, cutting a bone is by the is by a korban pesach, but by other by mikudash, by other korbanos, no problem at all. Everything's totally fine. So wherever the however much of the animal, six, 10, 12, 15 inches of the body went out of went out of bounds, take a meat cleaver and cut it and keep moving. Everything's fine. Now says the mission of the following: Min ha'agafelifnim kilifnim from the from the uh, the framing of the door. Inwards is treated as inwards as it relates to the mikdash. We'll see what this means in the Gemara. From the framing of the door and outwards, it's treated as outwards. But we don't know which side of the framing of the door you're on. The Gemara is going to ask that question. The windows, and in general, the widths of the walls are treated kilifnim. In general, walls are treated as inside for in regards to the status of location. Now let's get into this. The Gemara here says, oh, I forgot to hand this out. The Gemara here says a, a crazy, uh, simple two words, one that is extremely halacha lemaisa here. Thank you, if you don't mind. Can I just leave you one? Thank you. I'll share this with you on, uh, on Zoom as well so you can follow along. So, the Gemara here mentions something wild, uh, and it's very halacha lemaisa, especially during COVID. So if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara says a crazy line, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, v'chein The same is true for tefillah. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi, two-thirds of the way down. First Rashi on the Gemara, Dibur HaMaschal, v'chein Ha'omeid min ha'agaf v'lifnim mitztarif la'asara. If you are inside the door frames, then you count as one of the ten. Ve'omeid chutz la'pesach e'in mitztarif. If you're outside of the opening, so then the halacha is, says the Tanakama, that you are not mitzarif. Go back in the Gemara. Same din by tefillah. Follow this. This is a very important halachic issue. Rabbi Robinson mentions this regularly. Rabbi Robinson mentions this regularly. 
You cannot stop people from, from joining together for a minion. What is going on here? So take a look in the Shulchan Aruch. This is the Shulchan Aruch, Helchos Birchos Hashachar Simenun Sif Kaf. Four lines down in, in, the, in, the, in what you see on the screen. Says the Shulchan Aruch as follows. Hayu Asara B'makom Echad. The Omrim Kadeshu Kedusha. There are 10 people in one place. Let's call it the left side of the Mechitza here at Makor. We've got 10 Jews. And they're saying Kadeshu Kedusha. Afilu Even if you're not in the same room as they are. Magios. Uh, yeah. Sorry, skip the line. They're still allowed to answer. Namely, that's code word for you are mitzarev to the minion. Take a look at the Mishnah Brura. The Mishnah Brura by the little star halfway down. Says, Sif Katan Kaf. Says the Mishnah Brura. You're in another location. Even if you're not close at all. Once you have 10 in one spot, the Shechina is Shoreh. And therefore, Very powerful idea and very halachalamais as well. And that's why in shuls like ours, where we're trying to accommodate the right number of people, or in this case, let's just say we're, we don't have enough people for the minion that we want to have. And let's say where everyone's trying to spread out. You got eight guys on the left side, three guys on the right. It's not right. They should all come to the left side because Shechina is only Shriya Beinim if you're Minha'agaf Milifnim. Only if you're inside the room, you're on the other side of the Mechitza. You're not part of the minion as it relates to the 10. But once there are 10, Shechina Shriya, you can be on the other side of the Mechitza. No problem at all. That's Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi. That's why if you're on the other side of the Mechitza in our shul, you're still part of the minion. You can't be one of the 10 because that's not a go-ring for the Shechina to be there. But once there are 10 on one side, then everything else is kafter referach. Everything else works out perfectly. That's the sheet of Rabbi Shub and Levi. And that is can learned you also out- be on Zoom? Sorry, what's that? Can you also join on Zoom then? That's a great shaila. Can you join on Zoom? That Rav Avadji Yosef has a whole chub about this, as do many post-game. The Shulchan Aruch, references it also. If between where you are located and the shul, there's a graph shell raid. There's something that's filthy, dirty. Garbage cans are a big problem. So then the post can say it could be problematic. And Zoom anyways is not, is that the same thing of answering Kadashu Kedusha? It's just a replica of my, you're hearing a replica of my voice. You're not in the room. It's not the same thing. So the post can do have a hard time with that. I'm not a post I'm not postkin. Ask, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Not so simple. But didn't they have that shul of Alexandria? Talking about this all, all wave. The there's a Zoom minion in this shul. Say Kadash over there. These are shilas to be asked to, to postkin Rabbanim Chashuvim. I don't know the answers to that. But anyways, does they have, it, does they have a show in Alexandria? What? That they used to wait. You had a show in Alexandria. They used to wave flags to answer Amen. So you couldn't even really hear them. That's true, but that 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 already makes more sense in this regard. That make that's a different question of, of Shmia. But that there you could be mitzarif as long as there's nothing that's blocking in between of you. That's uh, that's kikraf uh, shalrei. Anything that smells terrible or that is disgusting. Okay, let's continue. We got to get to Marv in a couple minutes. So it says the Gemara as follows. Uh, yes, we learned that from our Mishnah. Now, let's get back into uh, our sugya. Hagufa kashya, we have a stira within our Mishnah. Amris, it says in our Mishnah, min ha'agaf vilifnim kilifnim, that from the doorway and inward is like inside. What about the doorway itself? Ha'agaf atzmal kilichutz. That implies that the doorway itself is outwards. That is the implication. And then the exact opposite implication was said a line later. Ema seifa, min ha'agaf elachutz kilichutz. You said from the doorways, from the framing outwards, it's like ours. Ha'agaf atzmal kilifnim. So, 
we have opposite implications in our Mishnah. The Reisha implies that the Agaf, that the doorway, the doorframe is in, is outwards, and the Seif implies that it's inward. Lokasha says the Gemara, it just depends which doorways we're talking about. The Gemara, the Mishnah intentionally left opposite implications. Kan v'sharei azara, kan v'sharei Yerushalayim. It depends. The Sharia Azara and the Sharia Yushalayim have different dinim. Which one is which? Let's continue reading. The gates of Yushalayim are not considered Kadosh. That Agaf, you have to be inside the frame. You cannot be in between the frame under the mantle. You have to be inside the. Why not over there? Because those who have Tsaras were kicked out of the Machane, they would use that to protect from the rain. They'd use some of the shade because they weren't allowed in the Machane. So they were outside. So that's why it wasn't considered Kadosh. Specifically, the Shar of Nikanor. Why was that Shar? Uh, one of the Sharon by the Mikdash. Why was that Shar, Shar Nikon, or why was that not considered to be Mukdash, Mipnei, Shemitzarim, Omdin, Sham, Umachnisen, Behonos, Yadam. Remember, Bohen, Yadohai, Yamanis, Bon, Raglohai, Yamanis, all of the ways that the that the Mitzorah would become Torah. That door also, Sharnikanor, was also not a, not considered to be a place that was Kadosh. And if you were underneath that mantle in that doorway, that Shar, in the in the shar itself, you were not considered to be part of the mikdash. That would not count because the mitzvah would use that. We're going to stop right here. Mir Hashem will pick up tomorrow night with Hachalonos, three lines from the bottom on Pehemet Beis. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Uh, oh, can you be us?